You are listening to 4 Raw from 4 Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. It's their right, it's their prerogative, but are you frustrated the way that Manchester United set up? No, it's not my right yeah. to be frustrated. It's, um, I'm, I'm sure if we would play like this, um, be, you could not do this at Liverpool. Eh? <laughs> That's how it is, So, but obviously in, in Manchester it's okay. I don't judge this, it's all okay. But I think Man United came here uh, and wanted a point. They got it. He wanted three points. We didn't get it. So um, that's the the situation. And um, yeah, everybody knows um, it's quite difficult uh, when a, when a top class team like Man United has a that defense approach. And I said the boys after the game, we have already decided to take the hard way when we joined Liverpool. So it's a, we have the hard way, obviously. To, and um, so let's carry on. Um, so far, we only lost one Premier League game. It's not exactly what we wanted, but obviously everybody could see we are not miles away from Man United, even when they have a few more points. Uh, play there again against them. Probably they cannot play the same style then. was looking for Lukaku and that's Matic with the shot and that's a pretty good chance for Manchester United Henderson for Moreno this Firmino flag stays down Firmino's brought himself a yard and the shot it's a magnificent save it comes to Salah it's a lovely touch to Mkhitaryan and on to Lukaku and Manchester United denied by Mignolet it's Ashley Young that's a super block by Moreno Coutinho Manchester United still have plenty of grey shirts back Coutinho Firmino and it won't fall for Salah the flag was up against Firmino anyway Coutinho's looking for another here brilliant ball Firmino flags up against him anyway it wouldn't have counted now Gomez Liverpool have loaded up in the middle and there's the shot oh it's over the top from Emre Can he found the little gap as well did the German Toxlade-Chamberlain there is the delivery and Lovren did get the leap And if it's all right for you, this is 4 Raw from 4 Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, a great international community of Reds. And we're rocking the show with the police. 
if it's all right for you. Depends who you are. If you're Manchester United, it may be all right for you. Or for some fans, it may be all right for you. But it may not be all right for everyone. Say hi to my guest on this show, Shabazz Roy. Well, did you say the police? The police, yeah. <laughs> priest, uh, priest sorry, thinks uh, all over. Uh, uh, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, hey, you, you don't uh, jump that on me. Hey, I'm wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that police. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, okay, we are two guests short uh, for the moment. Um, so... You know, we're not finishing our chances like uh, Liverpool as well. So <laughs> two goals, yeah. two goals missing. Let's hope they 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 drop in at uh, some point uh, in the show. My name is Joe. I'm your host for the show, and at least we have one guest. Uh, Shabas is my usual uh, guest. We've got a good riff between us, but most times, um, all the time. Let's say. Um, Hmm, I just saw something quite strange. Hmm, okay. Anyway, I'll come to that in a moment. Okay. Um, so we had a day. And a bit uh, to stew over um, the the uh, the result. Um, any change in your thoughts? Uh, what what did you think of the game? The outcome? The results? Etc. You have about uh, two minutes. <laughs> State your piece. Yeah. Which which uh, me do you want? <laughs> do you want? <laughs> <laughs> do you you? Whatever. It's all right with you, basically. Well. It's another disappointment, a game that we should have won and we didn't. Okay. That seems to be par for the course, mm-hmm. uh, at the moment at least. Uh, I mean, what can I say? We keep going from one game to another, and mm-hmm. each game that we should win, we're not winning. Mm-hmm. And when we don't win, we say, all right, the next one, we'll get one and we'll kick on. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That hasn't quite happened yet. Okay. But having said that, it's it's a fact. It's a fact that United came to Anfield and mm-hmm. we did dominate them. Yeah. I think we reduced them to at least uh, just one attempted goal, one proper attempted goal. Yep. Lukaku missed that or Mig saved it brilliantly. Yep. We had chance after chance after chance. Yep. And uh, I'll visit this point later. Okay. But had it not been for De Gea, okay. we could have and should have at least walked away with three points there was no other result possible but mm-hmm. it just didn't happen i mean that seems to be as i said yeah our story at the moment um well we we, we discussed this on um both on the fans on the periscope like our fans speak mm-hmm. as well as on the forecast uh, prior to this yeah. game previewing this game and Obviously. um you know the gear is the is that um wall that we've never been able to get through since 2014. Uh, and ever, it always seems that whenever he plays against us, he, be, he becomes a combination um, of all of the best goalkeeper attributes that you could ever think of. Okay, of all, uh, if you could arrange the, the best computer game uh, goalkeeper, take attributes from this goalkeeper and that goalkeeper, he, he has all the best attributes whenever he plays against us. And this time it was with his feet. It's a, it's a fantastic, it was a fantastic um Save. Slave. Yeah, but again, it just highlights that this guy just um, he's, he's he's underlined and underscored, um, you know, himself to be one of the world's best. You would agree with that, definitely. right? Definitely. Yep, definitely yeah. he is. Uh, there is no question about it. If you just uh, judge his 
you know performances mm-hmm. based on uh, games against us yep. that will tell you a big story and that's exactly how it should be if you are a top top player yep. and you are in a crunch tie yep. then you you know lift yourself you elevate the game yep. and thereby you elevate your team as well so there's nothing i mean uh, it's not surprising he's a world class player mm-hmm. and he has been a champion whenever he played against us yeah uh, nothing against him it's just a pity that uh, we don't have a dgea for ourselves yeah 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 um but to be fair minule did make a great save he made a great save um he just... did yeah absolutely he did but I said that I'll come back to this later but since okay. we were talking let's just get this over with. Yeah. And and I was you know watching the game and I saw Minole save it. I saw the Digia save and I was thinking to myself um you know Simon has improved quite a bit yeah. over the last uh, season and this season as well. Mm-hmm. So it perhaps is a situation where he, he is no longer costing us games. All right? Okay. no longer he's costing us games yeah but it still is not at the level where he's winning us points mhm and that is a difference you know digia won them that one point mm-hmm. we don't have a keeper at the moment who can win that you know make that one point to three for us mhm um at least we may have the potential uh in karias i'm a fan of karias because i do feel that he hasn't had the chance that he should you know if he is given the chance maybe he will turn into a digia we, we just don't know mm-hmm. but as of now we don't have that world class keeper who will get us points and uh, that's the thing but uh, but to be fair though this game wasn't really about minule at all uh, other than the other no absolutely that, uh, not no um, absolutely not it it was yeah. definitely um in fact i would say simon minule probably had some time in the second half to grab a cake and a coffee um, oh, and and a sit down as well because he had, he had hardly anything to do um united with that with that um with that poor uh in this game now uh just looking at the statistics for this game um again um liverpool with the with the lion's share of the possession um just looking at who scored right now and it says 62.2% of the possession was with liverpool and mm-hmm. united had 37 and a bit uh, or close to 38 um and we took uh more than double uh in terms of shots we took 19 shots compared to their six okay yeah um So um we had a lot of corners in this game as well as we discussed that in the in the fan speakers so we had a lot of corners especially towards mm. the end when there was a flurry of um um offensive activity um in the in the United half in the United mm. uh, uh, box um and a lot of them were good actually a lot of them were good corners um and i believe a lot of them were taken by um Oxlade um yeah. Oxlade didn't have much of a of uh, uh, uh you know a long time to actually make an impression but the 10 minutes that he did get the 10 minutes and a bit that he did get um yes. he was impressive wasn't he he was and that's what you expect i i, I feel that oxlade will be used as an impact sub yeah and so when he comes on he has to have that impact which he had the other day yeah. that's good yeah. that's exactly what his role i think is and he was very good yeah. and you know it's just 
the the entire story of last game was it was so close always so close but it never quite happened yeah. even when oxalate came in you know darmian had a problem he was not moving that well neither was phil jones yeah. so they had a tough time negotiating him but it just didn't quite happen i mean it's a pity but uh, definitely i mean uh, the criticism that he received uh, for being non-existent for a couple of games pre- you know prior to this uh, obviously that has somewhat woken, woken him up it's a good thing it, it's only augurs well for us going forward so uh, all for it so there are plenty of positives to look at mm-hmm. oxalate being one of them mm-hmm. but again not the three points that we needed uh Dejan Lovren, um, obviously the, the butt of many, the ire of yeah. many Liverpool fans. He actually had a standout game. He had an extremely he good did. game. In fact, um, in the fans speak, um, I think it, it seemed quite almost unanimous. No, I think Cable had another man of the match. But most people, and the official man of the match was uh, Joe Gomez. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to agree with that. Um, and it's hard to disagree. But I think if there was anyone who who challenged him for the MOTM award, it's probably Lovren. He had a great game. Yeah. Um, and looking at him when he has games like this, yeah. you are forgiven for thinking that, hey, we are solid. We are good at the back. Yeah. But sadly, that's not the case for every game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, five painkillers, if... That makes him tough as nails, like he he was against he United. Feels, he feels nothing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, give him more. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's gonna mess up your liver and everything. But we don't care. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> well, he did say after the game um, that Liverpool have to develop a cruel streak in front of goal to get the most out of the good work which is currently being done. Um, we haven't just scored just twice in three games. Uh, he went on to say that we show in every game that we are better and better and we are really confident within the team. Hopefully, we can keep this momentum and find the net. We just need to stay hungry and keep focused on our own work. We need to be a little more, a little bit more cruel in front of goal. He went on to say big teams don't need many chances. From one chance, they can score a goal. So we need to be a bit more dirty in front of goal. Okay. Now, he's touched on a couple of things here, and one of the things he's touched on was um, something that I said in the forecast show, the preview show before this, the Scum Wars one. If you haven't listened to that, I guess it's a bit uh, uh, past a shelf date, but it's still a good listen if you like Star Wars and stuff. We had a lot of fun there, listeners. So go on uh, to, the, to, the, to, to this um, and listen to that uh, show. It's called Scum Wars, A New Hope. Um, but in that show, I did say that, you know, against a team like Manchester United or any of the top six candidates, if there is a chance, we need to take it. We need to take it because either we will be will be punished if we don't take it or, you know, you have such a situation where it's just become incredibly frustrating that the ball hasn't gone into the back of the net and it, it, it becomes a psychological uh, barrier. It just doesn't happen, right? So, um, in this... Um, uh, so, okay, so there's several things that's linked here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this question first to preface this next this discussion area. Um, who do you think was the happier of, happier of the two managers? Oh, I mean, it's not even a question. It's definitely, uh, you know, our friend Jose. 
Jose, right? Okay. Yeah. Jose, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Jose went back to his chums and said, hey, I did a number on them again. Exactly. I mean, yeah, the, it's not even a question because you know what he's going to do. Okay. He does his, and as much as you, you know, criticize Jose, mm-hmm. one of his great attributes is he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about what the world says, what the press is saying or other pundits are saying. He knows what he needs to do and he sets out to do that. And more often than not, he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. So he had uh, an agenda coming to Anfield. Mm-hmm. He knew he didn't want to get beat. He knew that we might make him look bad. Mm-hmm. And let, let's not make any mistake about it. We did make you know United look pedestrian for vast patches of the game. We mm-hmm. did. Okay. You could say you could argue we were you know United were poor, but we were good. But that's what his game plan was, and he played it almost to the T. Okay, so then a linked question to this, okay? So did yeah. you expect before this game for Mourinho to come up to Anfield and uh-huh. play open attacking football? Never. I never did so. Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, do you know anyone who did? <laughs> one name? Give me uh, one name. Yeah, no. <laughs> there you go. I mean... Well, you, I mean, well, some some might have said that because of their attacking uh, prowess so far, or the number of goals anyway that they have scored, okay, yeah. it means it shows that maybe he might, for once in his, you know, blessed um, uh, 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 special one career, have changed it around and, and decided to attack. Oh but, no! Yeah, no. but he's, obviously he's far too cunning for yeah. that. He's far too cunning for that. He's not a naive manager. Yeah. He's never. He was never going to do that. Yeah. So, so you know that he's not bothered by the spectacle of the game. He's not. He's not a romantic. He's 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 the ultimate pragmatist. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there but was only, on the pitch, definitely. Yeah. Um, so there was only one thing on his mind, and that was to 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 not be beat. Going into yeah. the game, he, that's one. That's the only thing. Not to be beat. Now. Mm. So we knew all of this. And so you also said every man and his dog knew this. Yes. Okay. So was it actually Mourinho that settled for the draw or was it Klopp that settled for the draw? Think about this question for a moment. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so but do you blame do you blame Mourinho for this display or was Klopp somewhat also guilty in settling for the draw knowing all that you already we already knew about Mourinho his team situation injuries blah 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 in his trend in the past even with Madrid someone pointed out in the forecast show before you know even with all of those offensive talent on the pitch and on the bench he still decides to play defensively we knew all of this yeah okay so the for whatever Mourinho could throw at us was was known. <laughs> it was yes, and it yet was. we came up with the with a draw. Now, of course, you could say that you know Klopp can only have certain responsibilities. He's not going. He's not on the pitch to put the ball in the back of the net. But what do you think? I, I, I mentioned this question because that's what Jamie Redknapp thinks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, 
he thinks. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for that matter, no manager is ever on the pitch to put the ball in the net yeah. or to, you know, stop a ball from going in the net. Yeah. So that's just not club that's everyone. Yeah. But I don't I I kind of don't agree with that. Okay. I don't think that we could have done anything that differently though. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you really think the way the game went, uh, we it's not like again, it's not like we didn't create chances. Mm-hmm. That that you know, Matip chance was a surefire goal mm-hmm. almost on any other day. Mm-hmm. Salah missed a couple. He created those, but then he missed them as he does. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think Klopp really settled for it. Maybe because you know the situation the team finds itself in mm-hmm. uh, with all the positivity of the transfer window mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. some of us chose to be positive some mm-hmm. of us didn't yeah that's another story yeah uh, we'll open that book again in january so uh, watch out for the show in jan- <laughs> january guys um just some advance apologies <laughs> uh, they are doing some dr- drilling here near the studio where we are recording this so if you hear some drilling sounds um don't worry i'm not having my tooth extracted or something <laughs> so uh, hopefully it's, it's as minim- minimal drilling sounds and noises as possible but uh, we'll just have to uh, get on with the show um, so basically what Jamie Redknapp was saying is that it was up to Liverpool to unlock the door but could, it was could definitely not, yeah, could not the deliver. was on us yeah so um, uh, it's linked then, that. yeah it's then linked to um, it's then linked to what um, uh, uh, Carragher also said after the game, he said, and I quote, uh, Jurgen Klopp made changes, but he still kept the three-man midfield the same. Uh, Manchester United showed such a lack of ambition, it was worth taking a risk by leaving Coutinho on and bringing on another attacking player. It's not easy as a manager, but I'd have taken that chance earlier and the substitutions shouldn't have been just player for player, but more tactical. Uh, Carragher was clearly disappointed with this result, and he goes on to of say course. that it, it, if it would given if it would have given Liverpool an extra attacking player on the pitch, it could have cost them the game, but it could have won them the game. But the position Liverpool are in, it was a game they had to go for. Do you agree with this? That because here Carragher has put it in a way from a perspective, risk perspective, go for it, mm-hmm. go for the yeah. go for all three or have nothing at all. Is that wise or it's it's like if you don't gamble, if you don't throw the dice, you'll never win the big prize? How do you balance uh, these these things in your mind? True. true. I, uh, I, I, I kind of agree with that. Okay. Uh, it's true. I mean, when um, Coutinho was substituted, I felt the same, that maybe you keep you know him on and uh, take some somebody else off to go for, you know, go for it. Yeah. But if you think about it, um, that it, it didn't stop us from going for it okay. even after Coutinho went uh, went uh, you know away. Yeah. So uh, I understand what Carragher is saying. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that. Yeah. But if you look at the results on the pitch, yep. uh, Coutinho when Coutinho was substituted, we still went forward. We created uh, you know a couple of chances. It we didn't convert them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you think about it this way as well, if you're Klopp, you know your team hasn't hasn't been where they could be, where you know potentially they should be. Yeah. Um, and this is United. Do you want to lose to them at home? 
you have played largely well for um i mean 80% of the game or 90% of the game till that time mm-hmm. so for i mean uh, you, uh, i'm all for going for the juggler right at the end mm-hmm. we tried we to some extent did but if you are clopped do you want to lose at home and uh risk that mounting pressure and criticism again on the team on yourself yeah so i won't say that he was defensive do you think he was defensive really mm. uh, i i i don't think anyone can really say that he was defensive and he was settling for a point because we wanted to win that was very evident we didn't win that's detrimental and that if need be has to be criticized no, no but one i is, don't think it was defensive no one is saying um, no one is saying that we were defensive what i'm saying is that or, or what these guys are implying is that he didn't take that extra risk to go extra offensive i mean we were offensive all the way because i mean united were doing nothing really or on the offensive front i mean there were one or two chances and that's about it you can see lukaku getting really really frustrated and mm. and and, uh, yes. and and hitting yep. out and dingling fouls and all this kind of things uh, we won't talk about martin atkinson we won't talk about penalties and all that we we talked about all of that at fan speaks so I just want to focus on other things on this show but um so definitely we were offensive but that extra thing that could have changed you know bringing on another you know taking off one of the midfielders uh in 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 the hendo emery uh, chan and jenny trafected bringing on one more offensive player keeping coutinho on um could maybe have turned the tide but then then we say that mm. mourinho came to you know it, it was pretty obvious that he came for a draw now i will play something later that will once and for all dispel all doubt that he he came, came for, for a draw, draw. okay i will play that you hear that then you you, okay. you know if there, if there if there was any doubt at all um so if he came to play for a draw yeah. then what were we playing for to win the to get the three points so if we want to win the three points then mm-hmm. we need to be to make this the, the the changes in the game to ensure that happens because up to that point i mean yes the we were creating some chances well actually uh even klopp in his post match create presser said that we we needed to create more chances and then one of got in so he's admitting that there could be more chances so how does more chances come so you know what i'm trying to get at here so Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that oh Klopp is to blame for the draw or for settling for a draw but he's there is some culpability in him not achieving the three So anyway I, maybe it's semantics to some people but um I did uh, so I, you know okay so you said that you felt that the performance was something uh, some other things to take positive stuff to take take off uh, take f- away with what what would some of those be clean sheet okay <laughs> do you need to look uh, you know any further than that but is is that a big deal because they didn't do no, anything no that, that that should be that should be uh, expected mm. uh, for a you know team challenging at the top but that that's not quite the case with us so uh, just you know i'm just uh, jokingly saying uh, yeah clean sheet that was a big thing no yeah. a clean sheet is a, it should be, it should be a given fact yeah. but uh, unfortunately it's not uh, positives being that we dominated we created chances but we didn't finish them yeah uh, so if you take things into con- context you know 
we are saying this time and time again. Yeah. This week, yeah, we'll get a result and we'll go on. But uh, on a whole, it hasn't happened. Having said that, it's more of a feeling, you know. I can't always rational rationalize it. Yeah. But I do feel that we are not that far. If we had a bit of luck, mm. if that, you know, if Mati diverted his, you know, sh- his, uh, you know, little uh, toe in, mm-hmm. maybe uh, an inch or two to the yeah. right, uh, we would be talking in a different, uh, you know, uh, tone. Yeah. But that hasn't happened. But I, I also feel we are not that far. Uh, from it and uh, Maribor is uh, presents a perfect opportunity yeah. to get a few goals in yeah. uh, and get your confidence back and yeah. then uh, there is Spurs um, now that's a must win game if we don't win that mm-hmm. then I think our our narrative will change again somewhat and I will and I, I, I promise you I will not be uh, that positive there will be so, 10 points there will be 10 points distance from the leaders if we yeah exactly win. exactly so um, and for, for me, um, it, that, that's over, actually. Um, having watched this league for years, right? Um, yeah. Yes, you can say that it's still... Okay, but honestly speaking, you, if you're 10 points out of touch, um, title is completely out, um, and you are really you are, scrapping yeah. for second, point, positions two to four. Oh, given yeah, given the way a, yeah. given the way we have been playing, yeah. Manchester United in that respect was yeah. a positive, you know, was a positive because we played well. Yeah, we actually played well. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if you look at mm-hmm. the previous results, given the way we have been playing, right? Uh, I mean, don't forget about the title. I'm sorry to say, the mm-hmm. title is nowhere in sight. Yeah, it's just not there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, we've just been joined by Terry. Hi, Terry. Oh, can barely hear you, mate. Um, very soft. So you gotta turn up your mic somehow or something. Hello. It's better. Yeah, much better, much better. Okay, very good. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Terry is based in uh, Canada, and uh, uh, okay, so we've got three countries on the show right now: Canada, uh, India, and Singapore. Um, okay, so we were just going through, you know, some of the the specifics of the game. Um, so. I'm just going to continue and then you can just jump in. Okay, I'm just reading now this comment um, on the player ratings um, uh, article on the website. Um, European Con. Strangely, he's changed his name now to European Con FSG out. Very interesting. Putting his, putting his position quite clear there. He said, a clean sheet against a team that had no interest in scoring and with what? One or two shots on target, which is actually one, apparently. Um, he says he's not being a prick here, but I think that means nothing and that clean sheet was a lucky respite for a problem that isn't going to be resolved this year. Now, Strom Diddley then replied saying that same team that were top scorers in the league coming in through, yeah? United are the same mentality as the Watfords and Newcastles of the world, both of which we failed to shut out in maybe a small step, but still a step in the right direction. I think his second part is fine. But his, his, his first opening line was flawed. The same team that had top scorers in the league coming through. Yes, but that's not how they played this game. They didn't play this game to... Yeah, they didn't play this game coming to score. They came this, to, in this game to contain, to, contain to, to, keep, to keep it 0-0. So, Terry, what's your perspective? I think Mourinho knew we needed to win more than he did. Yeah. I think he's gone into the season. He's earmarked Liverpool... 
City, I'm not even put Tottenham into that bracket saying, yeah. I don't want to beat them, I don't want to concede, I don't want to give them points. Yeah. I want six draws, six points from those games. Yeah. You know what, he knows he can beat Arsenal, he's got Wenger's number. Yeah. That's not a surprise, we've known that. Yeah. But he came with no intention to attack. Yeah. Like Everyone's lambasting Lukaku for failing, but the guy's surrounded by seven players, what do you expect of me? He's not messy, he's not going to... It, it's it was just beyond Tony Pulis vintage football. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right. Um, I think we are due a short um, uh, listening break, but um, have a listen to this. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this point a little bit, and uh, we're then going to talk about uh, expectations, effectiveness, and shifting goalposts. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. while we had energy in our midfield we were very much in control we had no problems they had one chance after after a corner where it didn't press the man that recovered the second ball part of that we had total control uh, we had the ball at times when they had the ball they didn't find any solution uh, we had a great chance with um, with Lukaku we had a couple of, of more in the second half I was feeling I need my bench, and I had no bench. Um, I need, um, I need, I need to play against Anderson, Chan, and Wijnaldum with power and energy. And no power, no energy. We were playing only with two midfield players, and I had nobody else to to compensate that. So they were bringing Coutinho also in inside in this um, between the lines the left corridor in the central corridor we were making the fourth man and I had Herrera and, and, and Matic and nobody else and nobody else on the bench to try to make it different so progressively we were losing um, we were losing some control they were having a little bit more uh, initiative so
So welcome to the Jose Mourinho reality distortion field who claims that he controlled the game, believe it or not. He controlled the game and um, he also claims that he didn't have enough options on the bench to make it a different type of um, spectacle. Terry, would you agree with that? I I definitely think he saw a weakness in if he played Fellaini. I, I, I hate to say it, like the guy literally yeah. looks like one of those Pokemon tree things, but he would <laughs> be damn effective versus us. Just We can't defend that, that direct ball. We yeah. can't do that. And, you know, he has scored against us multiple times. Yeah, I know it's a weird thing to say, but Fellaini would have hurt us more than Pogba. Okay. Which, look at the price tags, you wouldn't think that's true. I agree. But, I agree. Okay. Um, it's strange, don't you think, that he said that he controlled the game. So I'm like, I'm scratching my head here. I'm thinking, what game was he watching? Then, at first, I was ready to dismiss that. I was thinking... Okay, so Jose Mourinho again painting his, as I said, the reality distortion field, right? But then again, I'm thinking, actually, he could actually be half right. He's half right because he see, he's speaking about control from the perspective that he came in with a plan and he executed the plan perfectly. Therefore, in his mind, he controlled the game. Not in the classical sense of possession, having the ball, being offensive with the ball, trying to do something with the ball. Not any of that. But more in the sense that he had a game plan and he executed it. So in his mind, he's thinking, hey, it was up to Liverpool to break us. They didn't. So there you go. Then everything else after that is just basically excuses, right? He didn't have a bench. He didn't have the personnel, blah, 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 blah. What do you think of this perspective, Shivasis? That's, um, <laughs> for a lack of better word, that's a whole lot of bull. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. Hey, I know the onus, I, I said it before, the onus was on us yeah. to score, to beat them. We were not able to do that. We failed on that count. Okay. But for him to come out and say, hey, look, I control the game. Yes, chum, you were lucky to get away with one point, so you mm -hmm. can say all that now. Yeah. But it's just that we were equally unlucky not to have scored. Yeah. It, and, and that doesn't tell you that you are in control. No, no. It's like, you know, remember Will Smith in Men in Black? Mm -hmm. He's being flown around all through the, you know, throughout the room, and he comes up to the girl and says, I'm all right. That's, a, that's the way I fight. <laughs> Hey, it's funny that you mentioned uh, uh, Men in Black because I really wish that I had one of those neuralizer thingies where you're supposed to look into it and they press the button and then you forget about everything. Because I was telling you in the fans speak, um, this is one year ago, I watched this exact same game at Anfield in the now, and the seat, while seated at the now renamed Kenny Dalglish stand. I watched this exact game and it was 0-0 then. It was, at a ball, it was a ball draw. And exactly. a, year, a year later, I'm sitting in front of my telly and I'm watching the same thing unfold unfurl you know in front of me and i now you say men in black i said i wish i had will smith holding that neuralizer thingy and just flashing the light that <laughs> one year back if Mourinho came out and said we control the game then that's the, that probably is the truth but not this one which just happened so uh, and he, he didn't then though he didn't do that either he parked the bus but 
That's what and he did last fair, time. How, ma- how many high quality chances did we have? One. Mm. In 90 minutes at home with 70% possession. Yeah. It, it's not unlucky. It's, we can't score. Yeah. Three goals. We've scored three goals in the last seven games. Yeah. And you look at, and you go and think, why did we not buy a number nine? Who's our number nine? Why are we still sticking with the 4 3 3? Yeah. Teams are going, yeah, have the ball. You can't do anything with it. We're going to mark Coutinho because we know he scores. Yeah. We're going to mark Mane because we know he's clinical. Yeah. We'll give all the other players the ball. Let's see what they can do. They can't score. Emery doesn't score. Hendo doesn't score. Genie doesn't score. Forget the back four. Mm. It's not luck. It's, it's actually it's a problem for us. It's a blueprint that they've worked out mm. that we can't score. We have no plan B. We have plan A. And when it fails, it's plan A, plan A, plan A. Even the substitutions was for it didn't change the formation. It was just 4-3-3, 4-3-3, 4-3-3. The same thing over and over again. It's just not working. Hey, Terry, um, okay, before you came on, we were just discussing this one point, okay? If, if it was you, um, would you have swapped out one of the midfielders and put in another off- offensive player to, to risk the three or the, or, the, or the zero point or the loss? It's a, it's a tough one because you don't want to be losing to United. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And as much as we needed the win, we needed not to lose a lot more. Okay. So there you go. For this, yeah. for this game, I don't know if I would have risked it. Yeah. Maybe for the last 10 minutes, I would have tried Dom Solanke over Sturridge. Sturridge just finished. Mm. And I would have tried, you know, Ox has got pace and he's, as much as I've criticized him and as much as I've criticized him because it's an yeah. unnecessary signing. Yeah. He can prove something. Try it in Maribel. You've got these little games. You've got yeah. Maribel. You've got Newcastle. You've got all these other games to experiment. Don't yeah. don't experiment in the big ones. Don't throw Karius into our number one competitors in the Champions League. Yeah. That's not the time to be experimenting. Okay. It's this Maribel. Chuck yeah. Ox on the wing and Chuck Dom in the front. Yeah. Put Bobby in 10 and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with most of that. Mm-hmm. I agree, but Terry, uh, at the same time, um, you know, I agree with you almost one hundred percent when you say that we were we are not creating chances. We didn't score. We played badly, mm-hmm. and all that was true. But not for the United game. Prior to that, oh. Newcastle, where we were dire, we were pathetic. Mm-hmm. But for the United game, I don't think that we were at a position and with United's defensive solidity, Mm. we were never going to carve them open as much as we wanted to. You can hope to, you want to, Mm. but was it logical? That was not going to happen. Given that Given the premise of the game that way, I still feel that we were a little, you know, touch unlucky not to have come away with three points. But prior to the United game, the way we have been playing, every criticism is 100% justified. I, I still think you put a number nine and you've got issues in that United game. For me, the best chance came down to, it was actually Coutinho's yeah. shot and Salah nicked it off of him. You give yeah. Coutinho that shot yeah. and you've got a much better chance of scoring. Yeah. We know what we're dealing with De Gea. He's number one, if not number two goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. So you're not going to be scoring tap-ins. You're not going to be scoring easy goals. You need to be clinical. You know, and like you said, United are a damn good defensive team. Mm. If you get those chances, you can't be wasting them. You can't be doing what Salah did in the box there. Mm. He was unbalanced and he stole the he stole Coutinho's chance. He let Coutinho strike that and you got a much better chance of getting it on goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, um, we, we did, again, um, uh, when we started early in the show, uh, we talked about the ox, um, and he showed glimpses of some form there. He, he, the 10-minute cameo that he, he made, um, you know, fantastic, full of energy, full of, he was pumped up for it, full of trickery. He was winning a flurry of corners, putting some good ball deliveries in. So I really hope we get a chance to um, see him. Um, as I think also, I think before this game, people, his teammates were saying before this game that, you know, in training, um, when they see him mm. playing, um, it's only a matter of time and not if. Um, so hopefully, you know, he gets more time right right now to show, you know, this 40 million or whatever that we spent on him um, is worth it. But, you know, this game, this game here um, seems to have been tailor-made for Dominic Solanke. But we bring in Sturridge. Um, that's another head scratcher for me. It's another head scratcher for me. Would you? Would you? I know Terry. You 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 said that you would have you would have brought in Solanke. Would you have started him firstly? It's a big game to start a, a kid in. Okay. I would have started Ox over Dom, but I think. But at least fifteen minutes. Yeah, at mm. least at least um, by the time we get to halftime, you know, there's some realization that okay. Jose is, um, he's, he's made his, his um, plans quite naked in that sense, transparent. Um, and then maybe at the time to, to, to give at least some minutes on the clock for this boy to come on. Because it just seemed like, it, you know, we, we, I read uh, uh, what Lovren said, that we need, he, we need to be more dirty in front of goal, more dirty. Um, that's what a centre forward does. He just hangs on and just puts the ball in. Without maybe not even doing anything and just stands there and just puts the ball in. Being in the right place. Did you, watch, did you watch the Milan derby? No, I missed that, man. Go, go watch the Milan derby. Icardi got the ball three times and he got a hat-trick. That's all he did. He touched the ball, I think, That's all he did. eight times. Mm-hmm. Eight times mm-hmm. and a half. But three of those times he scored a goal. Why? Because he's sitting there and that's what a number nine does. That's he it. waits for the ball. Exactly. He doesn't need to be involved in play. He doesn't need to do all this other fancy shit. He just needs to wait for the right opportunity and he takes it. Yeah, I, I somehow feel the same. Um, I, I really wanted uh, Solanke to get a, you know, better, uh, some, you know, more time. But that just didn't, I, I understand the criticism. I do understand it. But at the same time, it's a situation of, you know, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Mm. Uh, you know, when Sturridge is sitting on the bench and you know that he scores goals, or at least he used to, yeah. once upon a time, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being very unkind to Sturge. But if he didn't come on, mm-hmm. then you know, fans would be clamoring and saying, why, why does he you know, keep Sturge on when we are not scoring? What does he have to do to come on and show what he, what he has? When he does come on and he doesn't score, then we are saying, why Sturge? Why not Dom? So it, it it's it's a you know double-edged sword. You, I just feel that you know for me, you know Solanke gets the billing now ahead of uh, Sturridge, but that will not always be the case. Can I chime in something on this point in Sturridge? Um, I don't necessarily agree with people who say that he's finished. I don't. I think it's might be a it might be a bit premature to say that. However, 
Um, because you know he has so he had so little time to to try and make an impact. You know he gets that ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there, and then you expect him to come on and then be a miracle right. worker. But he's no he's no longer that player. He's no longer that player. I mean he's lost so much pace. He's lost so much because of all of the injuries. So actually, I think he's. I feel I still have faith with him. I still feel that he can make a difference. But he needs to be playing consistently. He's he's one of those guys that's a confidence player. You know, he needs minutes under the belt. He needs to play regularly, and then slowly you see him coming back. But if we think that he is going to be the guy that you would throw the dice and bring on for the last 15 and 10 minutes to try and change the game, I'm sorry, but that storage is long gone. It's long gone. <laughs> so if the plan was to, okay, I'm going to bring on an offensive threat to change this game, it's going to, yeah. be, it's going to be a young gun. It's going to be a young gun to me. So I, I, I want to chime in here just quick since you set it up so nicely, Joe. Um, with Sturridge, I think it's pretty pretty clear he's not that player anymore. He's not that he's not mm. the player who's gonna get you win you the Champions League. He's not the player who's gonna win you the title. Mm. He's not the player you can count on. You look at the strikers that the other teams have to call on. Mm. You know, Aguero's out, but Pep's got Jesus. Literally, he's got Jesus saving his ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you look, you know, what we paid for Sturridge, we got him for peanuts, yes, but mm. we're still paying him a damn lot. We're paying him 150k a week. Yeah. from the top earners at the clubs just to sit on the bench and every time he comes on it's always flattering to just you know everyone keeps thinking like Carragher said Jamie uh, he put it so well because everyone thinks that we still have Daniel Sturridge of 2013 and 2014 we don't mm. injuries have taken their toll he's not the same player and if you look at the ambitions of the team of Liverpool you know Daniel Sturridge could work in an Everton yes he's probably the same level as Rooney and they them coming six means that's winning the title for Everton but for us six is a bad season and to have you know our highest paid striker being Daniel Sturridge yeah. I'd actually say Klopp needs to be ruthless yeah. you need to go and say you know what Sturridge you're not doing it anymore out the door here you go pack your bags piss off and go and get a young gun a little a Vieto yeah. Timo Werner you know you've got so many young Number nine strike. Oh my god. <laughs> you you had to mention Timo Werner. He's, you had to open some wounds there, my god. I was he's, yeah. clamoring. Clamoring we for need him, him throughout yeah. the transfer window. And I remember the exact words I said. I said he'll pay you back five times more than whatever you invest in him now. But uh it we never did we go for him? I don't know. Um uh, we it, made that's, a move after the third Coutinho bid, but they told us no. Yeah, that that had to happen. I don't think Leipzig were ready to let go Nabi and Werner both. Yeah, not at the same time. Yeah. So that was not going to happen. And then there was also the Aubameyang, so right? Strikers yeah. in Europe. You've got so many that you can try tap into. You've got the Brazilian youngsters like Gabigol. You've got Luan. Mm. You've got you got Vieto who's scoring goals. You got Sanabria. Icardi was unsettled for a bit, and that's. A, Freaking top Argentinian talent sitting right there for the, for the picking. Yet, Klopp, unfortunately, Klopp's digging his own hole. And his hole is that Firmino is a top class number nine, which he's not. We can all see this. Um, he only found joy in the game when he, when he dropped a bit deeper and he went wider. That's when he started getting into the game a little bit more. And when he did that, to be fair, you know, he, he started to, to, to put in a, a better shift. But then, that shouldn't be surprising because that's probably his best role. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, put, so... you put Fabinho into that number 10 spot and you watch him sparkle. You give him a number 9 to feed off to take yeah, the attention exactly. from the centre-backs and you'll watch Fabinho will score 15 and you'll assist and he'll be fantastic every single game. Okay. But don't tell him to go lead the line. Okay. He leads the line not only because Klopp wants him to score, but I, I feel he leads the line more because he can start the press. Uh, right from, I mean, he's the one that triggers it. I, it's, it's somewhat, you know, proving to be counterproductive at the moment. Yeah. But I feel that's why he's there as a number nine more than his, uh, you know, goal-scoring prowess because uh, mm-hmm. he harries people. He will help you to win the ball back and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at this point in time, this is all the negatives that are coming through. <laughs> if we have, if we can, you know, click on for two games. Yeah. Six points. We'll be talking in a different tune. Mm. I just hope that happens soon. Yeah. I, well, I, I apologize, dear listener, if the show is coming across overly negative. It's not our intention. Um, we are definitely not a clop out, FSG out. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not anyway. Um, so we're just trying to look at it from objective as objectively as possible. And I lightened it up with a joke because I'm just looking at a piece uh, of graphic here that shows a Lukaku heat map from the weekend. And the image shows uh, is actually a pitch with it with in the right in the center is a smiley face piece of shit. So that's, that's the Lukaku heat map from the weekend. Now coming back seriously though, um, I saw a tweet over the weekend uh, from Simply Red Fifty Five. It's, it's and it read and it reads: Is it just me that thinks we that thinks that we can kick in kick on from here? Uh, mm-hmm. Best marry ball twice and get a result at Spurs, and we kick on with our season. In my opinion, um, and uh, and I and I replied to this. And I said, this is not the first time I heard these goalposts being shifted. And these are actual things that I've heard throughout various games this season because, you know, I scan social media because I need to get abreast of certain things so I've got content for the show as well. Because after being thrashed by City, okay, fans were saying, we'll turn it around against Sevilla and make our double revenge against them. And the scoreline was Liverpool to Sevilla too. <laughs> and then after that, um, people were saying, at least we didn't lose against Sevilla, which is a tough team, will come back against Burnley. We owe them one. And the scoreline was Liverpool 1, Burnley 1. And then after that, Liverpool was shite, but it's only a matter of time. We have a double header against Leicester, who at least don't sit back. We love playing attacking teams. Leicester 2, Liverpool 0. And out of the Carabao Cup. And after that, fans are saying, this is embarrassing, but at least this is a cup that we could sacrifice. Better beat them in the Premier League and get our season on track. That was us, actually, on, on one of the shows. Then the scoreline was Leicester 2, Liverpool 3. Finally, we said, yes, that was close, but it seems we finally ground out a win. And our season is back on track. Now we push on from here. Spartak Moscow 1, Liverpool 1. Spartak is shit, by the way. <laughs> so we said okay that, eh? okay we're still in the hunt though we were the only english side not to win we were the ones that had the easiest group and most likely to go through but it's not over now we have a chance to play rafa's team and we have a chance to turn our blip back on track newcastle won liverpool won and then the international break biggest test for the scum we are the biggest team that they have played 
This is the moment we can turn it all around, beat them at Anfield and our season blip turn is complete. Liverpool won, Manchester United won. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just putting it out there in, in the starkness and the coldness of the reality that is yeah. that's looking at us. But okay, everything is not as bad as we think it is. So guys, I want you to force yourselves to think, what positive can we take out of this game going forward into the, of course, we played Maribor uh, twice. Um, we? in the next um well yeah we will play them yeah uh we okay. will play them let me just pull up the fixture list one sec okay yeah so it's maribor next okay and then spurs at wembley and then it's huddersfield and then maribor again at home and then it's west ham okay um it's that's doable right we could get i mean there's okay um looking at one two three Premier League games, we could get nine points. Nine out of nine. Uh, right? Not against Spurs. It depends which Spurs turn up because the Wembley curse really isn't helping them. But <laughs> they seem to be the opposite of Genie Van Eidem. He's amazing at home and horrible away. And they're amazing away and horrible at home. <laughs> I know. They, they were very close win against uh, the Cherries here on the weekend. Uh, just this, this, uh, just the uh, just, uh, one, uh, one nil. Who scored in the Ericsson, right? Yeah, Ericsson. Ericsson yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, let's say. Okay, is it fair then to, to say um, six, seven points out of nine? Beat Huddersfield, yeah, beat West Ham. I think six out of nine has to be the minimum. Okay. You know, not getting a result versus Spurs. Yeah. Given how they are on the table, that's acceptable. But the other two teams, if we get three out of nine, yeah. then we know we haven't we have a very big problem. Okay, and don't uh, we have a problem already. <laughs> and and oh, yeah, we do. It you know when um, when you were saying the comments just now, Joe, about oh it's not so bad, oh it's not so bad. I don't know if you know your World War Two history, but <laughs> it sounded a hell of a lot like appeasement. Like oh it's okay, it's only Poland. Uh, Germany can have Poland. It's okay, Hitler will stop now. We have to answer that one. Oh, can we check the back? Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. We should, that's not we a problem. Should never take that history very lightly. <laughs> what? That's, what? that's what the comments are starting to sound like. It's appeasement. It's, it's you know, and I, I know a lot of fans want to see positive, and a lot of fans love Klopp, and I love Klopp too. Yeah, but yeah, it comes yeah. to a stage where you. You kind of realize you're making excuses all the time. Mm. And you've got to kind of draw a line in the sand and go, you know what? We're not playing very well. We are playing mid-table football. We play... The difference, I think Sir Alex Ferguson said this, because the difference between a good team and a great team. Mm-hmm. A good team will get results when they play great. A great team will get the results regardless of how they play. Yeah. And we're yeah. not a great team. And that's the truth. Mm. Mm. Dark forces on the prowl. <laughs> we, we're, not, we're not. We're far away from it. We, we've got so many weaknesses. I, you must read Jamie Carragher's article on Express, and he puts it so well. Mm. He says, you look at United, where they have weaknesses, they go and they fix those. We ignore them, and we try to play around it. Mm. We don't have a number six controller. We don't have a number nine. Mm-hmm. God knows mm-hmm. about centre-back. Like That's an issue been going on for two years now. Mm. And we just kind of ignore it and go, oh, it's, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Come end of the season, we're going, oh, shit, next year's our year. That's why everyone takes the piss out of us because we're always saying next year's our year. Yeah. Okay. So okay, Maribor. Um, okay. So we 
we play Maribor next um, at uh, their stadium, and then uh, then Spurs uh, away, and then Huddersfield at home, and then Maribor again. So, uh, ships fair to 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 say that to expect two wins against Maribor, home or away. Yeah, yeah, it's it fair is, right? to say. It is expected. It should be expected of us. Okay. Uh, Maribor away, then, you know, we have Huddersfield, very much winnable. West Ham, winnable. Southampton, I'll go even further, you know, far than that. Uh, then we have Sevilla. That's away, mm-hmm. but still, uh, it's winnable. So, if you are looking at how many games? One, two, three, four, five, six, or you know, seven games or so. I say <laughs> seven winnable games. We won't win seven. We definitely won't. Um, but at least um, in the league, yeah. three very winnable games. Nine points out of the next twelve available. That will uh, that will be good. Uh, but mm. you know, uh, Terry is Terry is complaining that we are perhaps being far too rational. <laughs> we are perhaps being far too uh, compassionate towards Klopp and the team, and we are not um, really addressing our problems. Yes, I agree all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even though I'm, I sound, I may sound very, you know, uh, what can I say, optimistic or balanced mm. or whatever. If we do not get the points in the next two, three games, believe me, all that rationale will go right out of the window. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay, let me give you a uh, dose of reality, as I said to you yesterday. Um, and, and this is also for Terry's benefit. Maribor, Maribor have not lost at home since May. Yeah. And, and they are also, and, and they are also somewhat known as a draw king. So the draw king meets draw pool. <laughs> listen, no, listen. Maribor hasn't lost a game since May. I understand, but hey, so didn't Nazi Germany till they invaded Russia. <laughs> so hey, what the hell are you Damn. talking about? <laughs> uh, they just um, they won their last game two-one uh, against Uda. I don't know anything about this league, uh, guys. I can't really comment. But um, yeah, so since May, they've not lost at home. And they've 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 wrung out a lot of draws. They lost three nil against Sevilla away to Sevilla, um, but Spartak, well, with whom we drew, they drew as well. And so, and they also have the blueprint how to unsettle, how to frustrate Liverpool. That blueprint is like on the internet somewhere. And yeah, I'm pretty sure player. Jose Mourinho published it himself. <laughs> somewhere exactly. So, it's a white paper. It's a white paper that uh, the Tony Pulises and Jose Mourinho's of the world has put together. I think come 4th of November, if we're sitting with... We have Tottenham, Huddersfield and West Ham. Yeah. And we have Maribel twice. If mm. we don't have six points out of those three games in the league... Yeah. Minimum six. I, you know, Spurs, I can't... It's unfair because Spurs are actually a very good team. And I won't judge if we do lose against Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't have six points, if we don't have one win against Maribor, Maribor at home in the Champions League, mm-hmm. if we lose those games or draw, then we're in trouble. And I wouldn't be surprised if FSG do make a play to get rid of him. I just you can't you can't carry on on that form. Something's got to give. And hopefully, Klopp's learned his lesson and he goes, you know what? The blueprint's out there. My four-three-three. Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows what to do. 
Yeah. Let me try something different. Let me try a 4-4-2. Let me try a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Two strikers. Let's try Coutinho at number 10. Mm-hmm. Let's try something different mm-hmm. because this isn't working. Yeah. And But if he... I don't... I, from what I've seen of Klopp, he's just going to carry on doing this and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's try and end it hopefully on a positive note. What are your scoreline predictions for Maribor versus uh, Liverpool? We'll kick it off with you, Terry. Draw. 1 1, no, no. Okay, fair enough. Terry, I feel for you. <laughs> I don't see goals coming. I just don't see them. Not without money. Okay, um, Jibs? I'll go for a 2 0 win for us. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Jesus. My, my, my prediction is a draw as well. Oh my God! I'm sorry. What yeah. has what has this world come to, guys? I'm just I'm just go, I'm going for a draw. <laughs> I I went for a draw. Um, my prediction for the last game, the Scums game, was a draw. And then right at the end, I gave into emotion. I said that we are going to win this win that game two one. And we did it. We got the draw. So right now, I'm just sticking with the draw. And who knows? Hopefully, I'll be proved wrong again. <laughs> Mark right. my words, boys. We'll win against Maribor. We'll win against, you know, Spurs. But then we'll draw against Huddersfield. Uh, you know what the craziest thing is? We might draw all of them, but I actually think out of all those games, the game we're going to win is Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think craziest. so too. I think so too. I, I do. Because, again, it, it's easy for us to see. Spurs are not the team to sit back. Mm-hmm. They'll play. We'll play. Oh, yeah. They'll score. We'll score. Mm-hmm. We'll perhaps score more. Uh, and neither Huddersfield, right? Huddersfield, Huddersfield uh, there's a possibility that we'll yeah. give, you know, Mr. Wagner a little, you know, gift and yeah. uh, it will be a draw. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Yeah, possible. Possible. Yeah, of course possible. And, We're and, very good against teams like Spurs who will play open and come and... Exactly. Like, like Arsenal. People who, you know, they don't do park the bus. They like to play this positive football. And... We've had Spurs as number for a while, and you, you know, know what? people who are open, we ride them. Well, except for City, City played us off the park, but they're just playing a different brand of football. It's just not fair. Yeah, and yeah, very true. But, but even for, I mean, even against um, West Ham, West Ham are not naturally bus parkers. Uh, Southampton, they're not having a great start to the season. They are not bus parkers either, and Van Dyke might, might well, <laughs> maybe oh, de- depends which Van Dyke shows up. He might decide to give himself. Give a you know a, a good good account of himself to show hey you should come and get me you know in January please you know so you never know you never know okay guys we have come to the end of this show thank you very much for joining me and thank you very much listeners for bearing with us for this show uh, and for all of the um, additional sound effects that came with the drilling and all of that uh, thank you Terry thank you Shabasis talk to you guys really really soon take care and good night fantastic thank you. time